know, uh, names, uh, names are, are, are fun. You know, each one of us has a name. Each one of us, sometimes the names have been given to us because people like the, the sound of the name. Sometimes it was named after somebody else. Here's some, uh, some famous names, okay? And we're going to give, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the, the name that the person was given at birth. And then tell me if you can tell who that, uh, what that person is, is more famous person. And so we can start out really easy. So if you think you know, shout it out. Cassius Clay. Go ahead. There we go. There we go. All right. You're right on one, on one for one. Norma Jean Mortensen. Marilyn Monroe. Yep. Got that one too. There you go. How about Marion Michael Morrison? John Wayne. All right. It's three for three. All right. Karen Johnson. Here we go. That was silent. Whoopi Goldberg on that one. All right. Reginald Kenneth Dwight. All right. Somebody in the back. Nailed it. Here we go. All right. How about Jennifer Anastasakis? There we go. We got Jennifer Aniston. Eric Marlin Bishop. Jamie Foxx. How about this one? Stephanie Joanne Angelina Germanata. Nope. Lady Gaga. Here we go. Peter Jean Henderson. Bruno Mars. Couple more, Catherine Hudson. Oh, somebody I think had it. Katy Perry, there we go. And finally, Natalie Hersleg. Natalie Portman, there we go. Do we have one more? Nope, we don't. All right, that's it. So here's, you know, names, like I said, they can mean a lot, can't they? Uh, in, you know, in other cultures, uh, they can mean a lot more than they do in, uh, in our culture. Like, for instance, uh, I've had the privilege of, of ministering in Africa a lot of times. And, uh, and, and there, if I've had the privilege, too, of being, being made an honorary member of African tribes. I think it's nine or ten African tribes. And it's a really, it's a really meaningful thing. They, they make you an honorary member of the tribe. And then they give you a name. And it's really powerful. They, they think about the name together as a, as a group. If they're Christians, they pray about the name too. So in, in Kikuyu, my name was karaoke or is karaoke. And that means resurrected one. Uh, in Shanghai, it is, and, and th- three others, it was kind of weird around different names. They gave me the same name, which is one who brings, one who brings life. But one of them was Cheetah. And I still can't figure that one out and stuff. I tried to ask them and they didn't give me a good, okay, why did you? come up with that name so I guess I had spots or something on that day but the one that got me that I thought was a lot of fun was we were in Trakana and there were about four or five of us and they did this again this solemn ceremony they thought about it all night and they said tomorrow we're going to give you a name and and so they gave they gave me a name mountain which you know in that in that their language and that was neat and then they give somebody else lion and they give and they go on these were really powerful it was one of those solemn moments and then they gave they gave one guy in our in our group they gave him the name they give him the name Camel Poop, okay? So we're sitting there, and we're a bunch of guys. And, you know, so you know those times where you're supposed to have this solemn thing, and you just go, you know, and you were looking around. As, as card-carrying guy member, you have to snicker at a time like that, right? You have to snicker. And so, but it ends up, to, so I finally asked him, why did you give him that name? And, and it turns out that, you know, they cook with camel poop. That's what they use for fuel. So this was a really powerful thing, saying this, is, the, this person is fuel that gives life. I, was, I mean, that, that, I just thought, I want camel poop. I want that name. That's a pretty cool name. But so they can mean, names can be really significant. And also, you think, you look in the Bible, 
names were very significant in those days. It could make a statement about, about the person. It could make a statement about the, the person who's, who was, was born. It could be a name, a statement about what is going on in life around uh, at, that, at that time. Um, for, for instance, for one of them, you have the name Isaac, which means he laughs. And it was given to, to Abraham and Sarah's son because when they heard that they were a- they're ancient and they heard that they were going to have a child, they started cracking up. And God says, you know what? I'm going to make that a wonderful thing and we're going to name him Isaac. We're going to name him He Laughs. Here's some of the names of the, of the uh, 12 patriarchs. Reuben means he has seen my misery. Simeon means one who hears. Naphtali means my struggle. Ishikar means reward. Zebulon means honor. And if you know anything about the, the word of God, God loves names. God gave himself many, 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 many different, different names in the Bible. He gave his name the, the Lord God Almighty. He gave himself the name the God of the angel armies. Uh, then, then, there's, then there's ones where, that, with Jehovah in it. It says Jehovah Jireh. And I'm going to give these names. And if you need to grab hold of one of these names right now saying, God, this is who I need you to be right now in my life. One is Jehovah Jireh, and that's the Lord will provide. There's Jehovah Shalom, which means the Lord, my peace. Jehovah Rafi, which means the Lord God who heals. Jehovah Rofi, which, which means the Lord, my, my shepherd. There's uh, Jehovah Nisi, which means the Lord, my banner, or the Lord who is my, my victory. There's Jehovah Mid-Kadesh, who's the Lord who sanctifies me. And, Je, uh, and Jehovah Shama, which means the Lord who is there, or the Lord who hears, the Lord who sees what I'm going through. So I don't know what that meant to you. Just one those, but grab those, because God's saying, this is who I want to be. In your, in your life. And names were really, really important to, in the Christmas story as well when you think about it. Isaiah, back in Isaiah chapter, chapter 9, uh, he gave a, a, a prophecy about what Jesus was going to be. And it said this, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and he will have the name Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. And I don't know about you, but that means a world to me because I, I, I don't know about you, I, I need a wonderful counselor. I need guidance. I need direction in my life. I need God to be mighty in every area of my life. I need that. Maybe you do. Maybe you do too. Maybe you need God to be that prince of peace and that wonderful, incredible father. Uh, you, maybe you need the love of God. You need the, the, the protection of God. You need God just to, just to bring that, that peace in the middle of chaotic situations. And then also you have two powerful names of uh, uh, that uh, God's son was given in the Christmas story as well. Here they are in Matthew chapter 1. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Because what is conceived of her is in the Holy Spirit. And here it is. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. Jesus means Jehovah is salvation. It's making a statement of why Jesus came. Because he will save his people from their sin. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son. And they will call him, here's another name, Emmanuel. Which means, what does it mean? God with us. 
And so again, uh, you know, he's saying he's come to save us and he's also come to be with us. I love what the message translation says. It says he came in to move into the neighborhood and be one of us. Uh, and, and there's, you know, so God is really in the names. Satan is really into something else. He is really, really into labels, isn't he? I remember one time being in, in Africa on a mission trip and, and for some reason I was giving the devotion that day and, and I really felt to say, okay, what are some of the labels that Satan has given you? And these were, the, the group here was, was a group of about 20 people and they were some of the most on fire, turned on to God, devoted Christians I've ever known in my life. And here's the thing, every one of them was easily, quickly able to, to write down labels and, and to articulate re- labels that they've been given. Here were some of the ones that they said. Stupid, pervert, unworthy, unloved, failure, burden, controlling, weak, useless, defective, unworthy, stuck up, and failure. And I'm listening to these people say these names and I'm saying, you've got to be kidding. Because almost without a question, it was the exact opposite of who that person was, what that person was like. One of the most outgoing people is the one that said stuck up. One of the most, you know, the person that God has used in some of the most incredible ways is the one that said failure. And I could go on and on and on and on. You're just going, man, Satan is really, really, really good at what he does for labeling people, labeling their, their, their names. And sometimes you think about it, sometimes it's significant others that have been given us that name, isn't it? I mean, think about in your life that sometimes people that even meant well or sometimes they didn't, but maybe it was a, a parent that said something that to this day has, uh, has put a scar on your heart. Maybe it was a teacher. Maybe it was a coach. Maybe it was a pastor. Maybe it was a, a, just a, a childhood friend or, or a classmate or anything like that. And in some ways, they were a significant other in your life. And they said something to this day, when you think about it, can bring, can bring emotion. Uh, and something else, maybe, you know, when you think about it, it's sometimes we label ourselves. There's this incredible story in, uh, in the book of Ruth, and there's a lady by the name of Naomi. And Naomi, the, 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 the name actually, actually means sweetness. And so you think about this, but she had uh, some terrible times happen to her. She lost her husband. She lost her, both of her sons as she was out in another country. And she came back, and everybody said, hey, look, it's Naomi. It's sweetness. And she goes, no, 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 no. Don't call me. Don't call me Naomi anymore. Call me Mara. And Mara means bitter. And think of this, she's the one that labeled herself. She's the one that went from sweetness to bitter. She called that on herself. And how many times, I bet you, I bet you, I bet you, the worst thing you've ever been called in your life is something you gave yourself, if you're like most of us. I mean, you've probably given yourself, and you may not have said it out loud, but you thought it in your, in your head, you thought it in your heart, you spoke it, and I don't know how many times we would just think, oh man, you know, just, I'm, I'm such an idiot, I'm such this, I'm such that, I can't believe I'm this, and some of the worst labels we've ever been given are the ones that we've given to ourselves, and I want to do something one second, I just want to pause for about a minute, and you've got, a, you've got a, an index card in your, in your bulletin, and if you have a pen, maybe just take a moment, and if you, if you don't have a pen, just put down or think of what the names that would be on this would be? I mean, some of the names that you've given yourself, some of the names that may be a significant other, a label that somebody has given you, a negative. Let's start, let's do this with a negative label that somebody has given you or one that Satan has given you. And you have, you've, you've heard this with your ears, you've heard this in your heart that you've given yourself or, or somebody has said something about you. Just take a minute to think about those names and we're going we're gonna to come back to that later on. But just take a minute.
I was asking some people um, what some significant others had ever labeled them, and here's some of the things that they said. Lazy, good for nothing, stupid, a klutz. And one person said that their dad said this to them one time, don't expect to be much because you'll never amount to anything. Give him about another 30 seconds or so. You know, when you think about it, labels can affect uh, what we think about ourselves or even how we end up in life if we allow it to. And there's negative labels and there's positive labels, aren't there? There's a, a, a guy by the, that when he was a little boy, all the people said this family called him Mean Mike because he did some mean things and they called him Mean Mike. Mean Mike, Mean Mike, Mean Mike. Mean Mike is now doing 20 years in a penitentiary because uh, he did some mean things. He lived out his, his name. I love the story about Cheryl Ann Pruitt and she was, when she was five years old, a milkman came up to her and said, someday you're going to be Miss America. From then on, every time her dad saw her, he'd come in, she'd come in and she'd, t- he'd tap him on the, the head and say, how's my little Miss America doing? Well, uh, Cheryl Ann Pruitt, when she was 11 years old, was in a, a severe car accident, and she was put in a, in a wheelchair for a, for a while. She had over 100 stitches on, her, uh, on her, her face. Later on, when she was 20 years old, she went through another accident, had 200 stitches on her face, and in 1980, Cheryl Ann Pruitt became Miss America, amazingly, and goes around the world now and tells her testimony. That's why when my girls were growing up, I would tap them on the head and say, how's my little Miss Millionaire? How's my little Miss Millionaire? No, but we a lot of times live out that. And you know, here's the thing. While, while Satan gives us labels, God gives us names. And here's some of the names God gives, not just people, that God gives you. This is what the name God has given you. How about these names? Saint. Okay, it's not just some people that died that went on. He calls his beloved. He calls you saints. His son or his daughter. How about that one? Holy people. Royal priesthood. People belonging to God. Forgive it, precious, dearly loved, apple of his eye, beloved, and even, even friend. You know, one thing that's beautiful is I love the fact that God can change names. And God did that so many times in Scripture, didn't he? God changed the name from, from, from Abram, uh, Abram to, to Abraham. And you know what that means? It, it, and this is the thing that's beautiful about, about what God did. Uh, the, the word Abraham, the name Abraham means, uh, or Abram means exalted father. And remember, when, when he was given that name, he was given that name as a child. But God, he, he wasn't able to have children. I mean, he and Sarah were not able to have children. And God upped the ante and said, you know what? You're gonna name, your name is going to be changed to Abraham, which means father of a multitude. And, and, and he became, even what he wasn't at that moment, God said, this is what you're going to become, and that's exactly what he became. And the same thing with, with Peter, isn't it? I mean, Simon, it was Simon, his name was Simon, and, and, and Jesus looked at him and he said, from now on, you're going to be called Peter, which means the rock. Okay, long before Johnson came around, long before Rocky came around, he was called the rock. And he was anything but the rock at that moment. He was sandstone at the best. He was anything. He was always putting his foot in his mouth, always doing the wrong thing. And Jesus looked down and he said, I'm calling you Rocky. 
And he came out and he, you know, he, I mean, one of the, the pillars of the early church, Bible author, the, the, the leader of the early church, amazing things. And I want, to, I want you to know sometimes we deserve the label we've been given, haven't we? I mean, you think about Jacob. Jacob was given the name Jacob as a, as a child. You know what the name means? It means deceiver. It means one who grabs the heel, literally. Uh, one, one, who, uh, one who deceives. And his name, God changed his name to, to Israel. A whole, we have a whole nation uh, named after the name that he was, he was given at that time. God, even if we deserve the title, even if we deserve what we have been called, God can change our, 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 our name. And, you know, here's the thing that was really weird to me. You know, we, in that, that, that same exercise that we did in South Africa that time, here's what I had them do. I had them then write something to, to each person. And each person would take the, you know, we'd, we'd look at one person at a time, and we'd write what we knew about them. And we'd write a positive label and gave, gave it to that person. And it was beautiful just seeing what God could, how God could change those, those things. But there was one little boy that, that came with us. He was the, the missionaries uh, that, were, that we were there, his son. And we let him be part of this. And he was seven years old and he didn't understand really what we were doing and everything. So he gave one of the, one of the people, one of the girl's names, he gave her the, the little title, Mean. Mean. She had, now understand this, she had 19 things that said wonderful things about her. And one thing that said something mean from a seven-year-old boy that didn't understand what was going on. Which one do you think she obsessed over? Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird that 20 people can say something positive about us and we latch on, we grab hold of the one thing that somebody says in a, in a, negative, in a negative way. Why is that? And something I remember seeing this, I remember a, a lady came up to me one time and she was really fit to be tied. She was broken hearted and she wanted prayer for her daughter because her daughter in school had been, had been labeled in a wrong way. And, and, and it was, and she was, it was affecting her in every way. It was affecting the way she looked at life. It was affecting that she didn't want to go to school. It was affecting, okay, am I this? Is this really who I am? Is this really what I'm, uh, I'm about? And, and she was given this label and, and, and her mom said, she, you know, she was so brokenhearted that her, that her daughter would grab hold of that name that wasn't true. And, and she was, there was righteous indignation in her, just mad at these people giving them the label. And if a, a mom thinks that, how much more do you think God thinks that? When we've been given these labels and God in righteous indignation wants to say that's not who you are. It's not who you are. That's not who you have to become. And God in his broken heart, if we ever try to grab hold and, and try to live out those negative labels in our life, instead we need to remember what God has said about us. And I remember one time that, uh, that I'm used to flying the cheapest way possible, okay, on mission trips, on anything. I've only flown coach my whole life. And I remember one time, you know, I'd, I'd go by and you'd open up the curtain as you'd go by and you'd see the, you'd see the people in first class. And you'd look and, and you'd wonder, wow, what kind of people are those up there? And I remember one time uh, that, that, a, that a group uh, in Israel paid for me and a, gr- a group of other people to go to Israel. And they gave us first class tickets. The weird thing is, here's the weird thing, is I still went through the line of coach. You know what I'm saying with the, the whole security thing? I'm there, you know, because that's what I'm used to doing. I'm used to doing this. And all of a sudden I get to the front, I'm going, oh, crud. I could have, man, I could have skipped that whole 15, 20 minute thing. And I could have gone right to the, right to the front because I wasn't used to it. Because I'd always been coach. I'd always been that. That's who I was. That's what I was used to. That's what I've always been called. 
And then all of a sudden, man, when I started to walk in what I was, what I was that day, I, I got to, they, they opened up the curtain. I showed them that ticket. They gave me a glass of champagne. They put me to this thing that was a bed, man. I mean, it was my own little cubby hole. And it wasn't just this little TV, like about five rows up that you're kind of squinting at. I had like a large screen TV right there. They gave me a steak and I walked in something completely different. Now notice something. It wasn't what I called myself because I still felt like coach. And, but it was something that somebody else labeled me and it was somebody that somebody else had paid the price so I could be that. You know, in the, same, in the same way, I'll tell you, most days of my life, I don't feel like a saint. Most days of my life, I don't feel like one who is more than a conqueror. I don't even feel like a conqueror a lot of times. But God looks at me and says, more than a conqueror. And God looks and says, you're my son. God says, you're a saint. You're a child of living God. You're the most beautiful thing in my sight. And he says the same thing to you. And you may not feel like it, but that's who you are. And which one are we going to do? Are we going to grab the labels that Satan gives us? Are we going to grab the names that God gives us? Are we going to walk around, you know, being, being coach? Because that's who we are and that's what we've always been. And that's just what we've known ourselves. And that's what we've labeled ourselves. And other people have labeled ourselves. Are we going to grab and say, you know what? We can walk in a whole new identity. We can walk in a whole new life of who, we, of who we are, not because we label ourselves that, but because Jesus Christ paid the price to do that, and he can label us that. And I wonder what would happen. I wonder what would happen if we we're about to sing the song, I'm no longer a, a slave to, uh, to, to fear, I am a child of God. And whatever that name is that you put on there or those names that you put on there, what if we say, I'm no longer this. I'm no longer going to receive this. This is no longer going to have any impact in my life whatsoever. I am a child of God. I am beloved. God sang over me last night. God died for me. God, my price tag is Jesus Christ. That's what God thinks of me. And so what we want to do is we sing this song that the altar is open. What I want you to do, just bring those down there, man. If you want to rip them up and just put them on the altar, if you just want to lay them on the altar, but be able to say, very symbolically and maybe you don't have anything written on there but you know what should be on there and you just want to come and very symbolically saying I'm no longer this I'm a child of God